Who's ready for some junior hockey talk with your host, Kyle Outridge? Welcome to Junior Hockey Talk, folks. Your man, Kyle Outridge, back. And I'm sitting down with a good friend and uh, Sammy Hosack. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent, Kyle. How are you today? Hey, man, I can't complain about to talk some hockey with you here on Junior Hockey Talk. You know, me and you, we like to talk a lot of hockey. So uh, take our mind off the daily stuff. And uh, happy birthday, by the way. Let's get that out there. How you feeling after the birthday? Uh, good. Yeah. 21 years old. Uh, another year gone by and, uh, yeah, feeling good. You heading to the States to get drunk or what? <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> you can't even get there. So, but anyway, Sam, no. uh, we got, we got some things on tap. Uh, let's start, um, let everybody know about Sam Hosack. First of all, uh, how did you get into hockey and uh, what are you doing right now in the, in the junior hockey circle? Yeah. Uh, Grew up playing as a kid with the uh, Coldwater Minor Hockey Association where I was living at the time. Uh, kind of stopped playing hockey after uh, Major Pee Wee. Took a few years off. And then when I was in uh, high school, had an opportunity through a good buddy of mine, Kyle Heitzner. Uh, went out and watched some of his minor midget games with the uh, North Central Predators. And things kind of took off from there. The next season, I was with the uh, Predators Midget AAA team uh, as a hockey operations guy. And uh, then ended up in Barry Midget AAA for a few years, up into uh, Junior C for a little bit. And uh, now I'm the team photographer and an on-ice helper with the Bradford Bulls Junior A Hockey Club. Yeah, and uh, I want to get into that. Let's uh, let's talk about those bulls. Uh, so definitely, what's what's the what's the outlook for that team, and uh, how you feeling about the the bulls this year already? Yeah, uh, we got an excellent team. A uh, few guys from the OJ last year: uh, Noah Hips and uh, Noah Doyle. Are a couple of the big guys that we have out there: uh, Josh LaBelle, the captain from uh, last year. Uh, there's a bunch of top guys on that team that are going to make a huge uh, impact. But it uh, really starts with our uh, management group, Brandon Billy, our president and GM. Uh, he has done a fantastic job bringing in a number of kids that are going to make a huge impact. And our uh, head coach, Curtis Warren, who uh, actually played a few games with the Barry Colts a few years back. Uh, both of them have an amazing hockey background, and it's an honor to work with uh, both of them on a daily basis and see how amazing we can uh, make this team. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you, you mentioned Josh Bell. He's one of the, the leading, one of the top five scorers on the team last year and definitely going to be a, a player to follow this year. But, uh, I mean, there's some other names coming in. I know one that we both know. Uh, are we able to talk about him, or should we leave that a secret? Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
Well, let's talk about it. Landis Antonic, uh, one player I enjoyed watching last year in the OJHL with the Collingwood Colts slash Blues, I guess we'll call them back then. I don't even know. I guess the Collingwood Blues. Um, definitely a good player. Definitely, a uh, you know, somebody that can put the puck in the net. Uh, what, what excites you about him joining the Bulls this year? Yeah, uh, I've known Lando for about a year now. Uh, great guy off the ice. Good friend of mine now. Always talking to him out on the ice now when he's uh, – out of practices and stuff, but yeah, he's a top skill guy. He's going to be a top guy on their team for sure. And uh, I've been excited enough to be able to see him in some of the scrimmages uh, that we've had already and stuff. And uh, just a top guy, and that guy can find the back in the net for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we watched him bury some pucks and beauties back in Collingwood, so I don't doubt he'll be doing it with the Bulls. Uh, what's the season look like here? Give us a, give us the rundown on the GMHL this season. Like, have you heard anything, Sam, or when are they getting going? When can people find some action? Um, you know, all that good stuff. What's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, from what we've been told, uh, everyone's kind of out of the loop now. Obviously COVID's been tough on mm-hmm. every league, but, uh, from what we've been told is we're getting going, uh, the first weekend of December. And uh, we play the other Bradford team, the Bradford Rattlers, which is going to be a huge rivalry for us. Um, We start with them for about a month. And after that, nothing has really been set in stone. But uh, first weekend of December is what the G is looking at right now to get things going. Well, that's exciting news for for hockey fans and junior hockey fans. I know I'm excited because... It's not looking so hot right now if you're in the uh, GTA area with COVID and uh, the numbers surging as high as they are, but hopefully we can get some on-ice action. Um, I mean, let's talk about this little uh, rivalry with Bradford. I, I, I don't know too much about the Rattlers, so what, what do you think that rivalry is going to be like if, uh, if the season gets going, and uh, what do you think the season outcome will be for the, for the series between both teams? Yeah, um, obviously it's my first year with the Bulls this year, so not knowing too much about that uh, rivalry either. But uh, from what I've heard, they've had a bunch of uh, good games against each other. Obviously, it's uh, in-town rivalry, which you don't see too often in uh, junior hockey. But I expect us to go out and uh, be one of the top teams out there in the G this year and uh, compete for a Russell Cup and... I think we got the team to do it. Um, Obviously, the Rattlers are a top organization as well in that league, one of the storied franchises. And uh, it's going to be amazing to see uh, what happens with these uh, games this year. Yeah, I I mean, I'm excited. I I followed the G for a little bit. Uh, I'm uh, out here by the St. George Ravens myself. I've done a little bit of graphic design work for the Ravens um, under my other company, but uh, definitely some good hockey, and I mean uh, a lot, a lot of high caliber players, and uh, as we just mentioned, Antonic Labelle uh, and some other players that are that are within the league. I mean, definitely some good hockey. So excited to see them get out on the ice. How often are you guys on the ice right now? Uh, are you guys allowed to practice in full? What's that situation like for you guys? Yeah, uh, we're out there twice a week right now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, practicing, and then uh, on. Uh, Sundays, we've been able to uh, get some scrimmages in. Uh, and, yeah, so right now, about three times a week. Well, that's not bad. At least you're getting on the ice. And, 
I, I guess, you know, at least they're, they're getting into shape and hopefully things can get going soon and the, and the boys can, can get, get their season started and get back to some kind of normalcy. I know uh, everybody's waiting for it. So it'll be exciting to see. I, I hope we hear a lot of good things coming out of Bradford, not the Rattlers, but the Bulls. And uh, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be following Sam Hosack for all that information as time goes on, as well as their social media feeds. Um, let's shift gears a little bit here, Sam. Uh, we're let's talk some OJHL hockey. I know we both follow that league pretty pretty uh, intently, and uh, we both uh, kind of worked for Collingwood there for a little bit together. And uh, you know we have a lot of uh, I guess personal investment in the team and and when how they do. Um, what do you think Collingwood's going to look like this year? Revamped roster, revamped threads, all that good jazz. What are you looking for out of the Collingwood Blues this year? Yeah, um, obviously new management, everything in that. Uh, Watched a little bit of their exhibition uh, series so far against Lindsay, and they are looking uh, really good. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they have some great um, returning players coming back in there that are going to make a huge impact. Uh, Will Reddick and uh, Peyton Shaley have been putting up some uh, good numbers so far, uh, but they're getting a bunch of uh, scoring from some of the other guys too. It's not just those guys that are returning. The new guys are... Uh, putting up some numbers too. Uh, obviously, they got another uh, exhibition, a uh, little series against Lindsay tonight that I'm looking forward to watching. So uh, we'll see. And uh, it's been awesome to see the success they're having so far already. Yeah, 100%. I mean, last year, you know, taking the run and getting into the playoffs, unfortunately, it didn't go as go as planned against Stouffville. But you forced we forced a seven-game series. It was an uh, intense series. And I mean, COVID shut us down anyways right after. So it was uh, kind of a, a blessing in disguise, I guess. Uh, we didn't have to, uh, you know, sit there and wonder if hockey was coming back. But uh, definitely a lot of lot of young talent on that team this year. And uh, like you said, the returning players in Brown, Shaley, Reddick, and Rosie back in net um, bodes well for the team, having some guidance and leadership there. And uh, hopefully they can uh, make a big run and hopefully the season gets going, we can, uh, you know, see them go deep into the playoffs. I know it'll be exciting. Um, but your overall look on the OJHL, do you think we get going with OJ hockey? What do you think happens there, bud? Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, being an OJHL images photographer, it's the uh, top thing that I want to have happen. I want to be back in those rinks and uh, shooting games, obviously. And uh, I'm hopeful and uh, – I know that Tim Bates, the director of photography for OJHL Images, he's doing everything he can to keep us uh, kind of in the loop on everything that's happening. Obviously, it's a first step to get these teams back on the ice. Obviously, not all teams in the OJ are out doing these exhibition series uh, due to health concerns, obviously, but uh, it's great to see the teams that are able to get out and uh, do these exhibition series. So it's a start, and hopefully that uh, in a few months down the road, uh, they can uh, get the season going like they're looking to in January. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I know it's uh, it's it's a waiting game, and hopefully these numbers cooperate. But uh, I know the OJ, I know you and all of those photographers are chomping at the bit to get back into the rinks and start uh, start getting some photography and some pictures out there. I know there's been a few with the exhibition games going on, um, you know, the photogs have been trying to get out there as much as they can with, with the, uh, with the restrictions that are being imposed, but 
Uh, I know the OJ, they've been leading the way and and doing the protocols and stuff and keeping everybody safe. And uh, hopefully they can continue to do so and we can get back in those rinks and watch some OJ hockey soon. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and and I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can get to see some great Sam Hosack pictures coming out of the coming out of the woodwork soon as well. I know uh, you do some great work there, Sam. So I, I'm excited to see those photos as well. Well, let's talk a little more. Let's uh, let's get into some NHL talk. How about that? How about those jerseys, bud? <laughs> oh boy! How did so? What? Let's start here. What did you think about the Maple Leafs retro jersey? Because that's been that's been a topic, and I mean, there's. Some people that aren't happy with how they went about it. What are your thoughts on the Leafs jersey first? Yeah, obviously, uh, I had seen the uh, look on what it was supposed to look like. Obviously, when they come out with the uh, aspect, it looked like um, when the NHL was tweeting out the original video, it had a number on each jersey. So it everyone's kind of going back to those 1970s Leafs jerseys because that's the number that was on theirs. So everyone's kind of like, okay, it's going to go into that. So I did a little bit of research myself and obviously not being around back then, but having my dad kind of know what those jerseys look like and it being one of his favorites, thinking, okay, this is going to be a pretty sick jersey. But then the Leafs come out with uh, something <laughs> that, in my opinion, looked like something that you could uh, probably buy at Walmart. It did not look <laughs> like what it was supposed to be. And it was... It was kind of disappointing as a Leaf fan. I know I was looking forward to getting uh, a Matthews or a Marner jersey with that 1970s look, but uh, unfortunately not going to be looking at buying a Leafs jersey now with what they came out with. Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I, I liked it until I'd seen the front logo. And, I mean, we could have did something different with the logo, made it look a little better. Um, I've seen a couple comments of people saying, did they buy out the clearance section at Walmart? <laughs> I'm just like oh. – it's a, it was a roast fire. I mean, compared to some of the other teams like the LA Kings and the Avalanche, I mean, how about those Nordique-looking jerseys with the Avalanche colors? What did you think about those bad boys? Oh, yeah. Those, those would have been in the top five for sure. Uh, obviously, I have a good connection through the um, Carolina Hurricanes with Andre Sveshnikov, and I love the uh, Hartford ones they came up with there, so that was uh, one of my top ones, the uh, Quebec Nordiques ones for the uh, Avalanche, absolutely amazing. I also really like the uh, Kings, Flames, and uh, the Arizona Coyotes ones as well. Definitely. Well, let's, let's like since since you gave us basically your top five, list them in order. What what which way are you going with them? Who's your number one? List them down to five. Give them to me. Yeah, uh, I go with uh, the. Hartford Whalers, Carolina Hurricanes won probably at number one. Uh, yep. Then I put LA two, Calgary three, put Arizona probably four, and then the Quebec one at uh, number five. Yeah, that's probably a solid top five. I, I'm glad they brought Blasty back on those Calgary Flames jerseys, though. I, I love that the horse with the flames coming out of the out of the nose and stuff. It's uh. Definitely a, a sweet-looking jersey, uh, and I'm, I mean, those Kings jerseys, I, I fell in love with those right away. Those, those things were pretty top-notch. I did like the Hartford jerseys, and I disliked the Winnipeg jerseys. I, I want to yeah. – could Winnipeg, they get that logo. They finally get the old logo back. They finally have the rights to it, and all they did was put gray. A whole yeah. bunch of gray. It was just like, what? 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? You didn't even use any of the old heritage colors, nothing. You know, it was kind of no. like, it was almost like the least race, like, <laughs> you know, you could have did so much better. I mean, uh, let, let's like you said, I, I'm unfortunately going to go out and waste my money and buy a Leafs jersey because um, I'm just that diehard and stupid, but that's just me. <laughs> I know there won't be a lot of people buying one, but uh, I mean, I have to have one just because. So I'll be buying one, but I'm not a big fan of them either. But I, I definitely agree with your top five there, Sam. I mean, that's a pretty top-notch jerseys, and they're going to look sweet on the ice this year when we get to see them. So uh, that'll be exciting. But let's talk a little more. I mean, uh, I know we're not doing so much junior talk, but there's only so much junior talk we can really do. But what do you think? Do you think the NHL gets going? I think they're talking about a 60-game season over four and a half months. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it gets going? Do you think it gets shortened? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, hopefully everything gets going in uh, January as they're looking at it. Uh, it's tough as a sports fan right now. Uh turning on the TV and not seeing any NHL as we would at this uh, time of the year. Obviously, uh, the circumstances of COVID have uh, not helped that at all. And uh, I'm just hoping that the NHL does come back when they're looking at uh, doing it because it's already been uh, almost a few months now without it. And uh, it's getting tough as a hockey fan not being able to see those games live now. And uh, let's just hope and uh, pray that this COVID situation can uh, start to get better and uh, that there's going to be NHL hockey soon. Yeah, 100%. It's weird when you when you look at the date and it's November 20th and we haven't watched an NHL game since, what, <laughs> you know, a couple months now. So, I mean, yeah. we were finishing the last season when we should have been starting the next season or this season, right? So, definitely some odd times. Uh, but, hey, let's shift to the OHL. I want to get your thoughts uh, – the OHL, they're trying to make a comeback in, in January as well. Uh, what do you think that season looks like? I know there's a couple American teams that are still up in the air on how things are going to go with border restrictions. What are your thoughts on the O there, Sam? Yeah, um, it's obviously tough to make any call right now. Uh, guys are going overseas and uh, signing right now to be able to play. Um, it's tough on everyone. Obviously, they're doing the best they can. Uh, they're trying to do what the QMJHL and WHL are going to do. Obviously, the Q has been successful at times in what their plan has been. Obviously, they've been shut down a few times due to uh, COVID. But uh, they're just trying to do the best that they can to get the season going here and uh, – get teams ready for uh, Memorial Cup, which uh, would be in the Ontario Hockey League this year. So obviously they're going to try their best to uh, get things going. Obviously uh, it's kind of been tough with what has been said about how hockey would be played in the uh, OHL this year with uh, the remarks that uh, Lisa McLeod had made and then some remarks coming out from uh, – Premier Doug Ford as well, kind of uh, saying that there is going to be hitting in the OHL. That stuff's kind of up in the air, so that's really yeah. tough for uh, all those teams to kind of figure out what what's even going to happen with the league. But uh, obviously, them looking at uh, January for the guys to come back and get training camps going in uh, late January and get a season going in February. It's there's obviously optimism from. Uh, David Branch in the OHL to get things going around that time and 
they're hoping that everything is a lot better than and if it is then I see the OHL uh, having a season but uh, right now it's hard to say that there will be an OHL season with the way everything's going and guys are going overseas to actually play games and no one's skating here and it's it's just been tough on everyone yeah it's been it's been really tough and I mean it's odd to see hockey without contact and you know guys I mean I, there was a couple I, we'll, we'll go back to the OJ and to junior hockey in general I mean I've been watching a couple of games like the, the Blues games and stuff like that even the Trenton game for and the Dukes uh, Hasty Peace Cup uh, really weird watching guys go through the middle of the ice with their head down and not having to worry about getting hit. I mean, there was a couple of times I was watching the, the Blues the other day, and I was just like, man, if that was last year, that guy would have got lit up in the middle of the ice going through like that, you know? So uh, what are your thoughts on no contact hockey? I mean, does it feel normal to you? Is it weird? Does it take an element out of the game? I mean, I feel, especially in junior hockey, when these guys are getting so fast and they're so strong, not to be able to, like, you know, physically knock them off the puck, in, 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 like, on purpose – kind of takes an element of your game away. And, I mean, you can attest because you're on the ice with the Bulls. What's it like? Like, I mean, how, how, are, how are coaches going about uh, teaching that? And, I mean, do you think it's going to be a, an issue when, when hitting comes back, having to get these guys reaccustomed to being able to keep your head up and, and get hit again? Yeah. Um, obviously, from I've only seen what it looks like in our, our little scrimmages we've had. And it's even then, it's just – it's tough to see. Like, obviously, we're right now we're just scrimmaging black and white, and um, it's guys on our own team. So no one's gonna light someone up on their own team, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's I've watched some of those uh, Collingwood and uh, Lindsay games. I'm going up to shoot the one in Collingwood on Sunday, so that'll be the first time I've actually seen a game live with no contact. So from what I've seen. So far from those games and stuff and our on ice, it, it's a completely different game. Obviously, there's guys in both those leagues that um, it's kind of their game and that's the way they've played for a number of years in junior hockey. And that's going to take a huge uh, impact on them and maybe it'll help them a lot with their game. And maybe it won't. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, right now it's it's really tough to enjoy a hockey game with uh, that kind of stuff, with uh, being able to not see those big hits that you get all the time in leagues like that. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be really weird. I mean, even in regular season action when, when everybody's playing, watching these games, get it. Like, I mean, like you said, in scrimmages, it's one thing. You're not going to light your own team up. Even in exhibition, you can you can kind of lean off a little bit because, you know, it's, it's exhibition. But when you're going full tilt and you're playing for points, especially in a shortened season, I mean, they're not going to get a full season off, obviously. Um, I believe the OJ is hoping to get a 30-game, 35-game season in, um, which would be just over half a season for them. But still – doesn't leave you much time to make make moves and get up in the standings, right? So it's going to be – it's like, and like you said, Sam, these guys, like, I mean, you got guys that play, you know, their their whole role is, is is you know, forechecking and, and be that power forward, go down, get the puck, retreat the puck, bang bodies. And, uh, you know, especially in front of the net, what do you do? You kind of – you're kind of stick checking and, you know, just kind of like, you know, bumping and not really being able to shove and get buddy out of the way. So – uh, I mean, goaltenders are going to have a hard time this year. I'm sure goaltenders are probably looking at it going like, why can't we just hit him so he doesn't have the puck? You know? <laughs> it's going to be really odd to see once hockey gets more intense um, how things go. And, I mean, you can't even look because, I mean, out in, uh, out in like Alberta and stuff, they're hitting. 
they're they're playing with contact. Like they're they're playing normal hockey out in New Brunswick way and stuff like that, right? So it's really hard, really hard to get a gauge on what it's actually going to look like. I mean, like you said, we, we've only seen a little bit of exhibition action for the OJHL, and it's still not full, and it still looks really weird. So I, I really don't know, man. I, I have this thing, though. Like, these guys are going to get so used to just being able to skate with the puck and not have to worry about being lit up and stuff like that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change the game. I think it's really going to change the game coming back when we get to some kind of normalcy and we're allowed to have contact again. Uh, yeah, I think it's really going to change the optics of the game. But I mean, right now, I guess more or less, it's I guess coaches teaching angles and 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 I guess angling your guy towards the boards and staying between you and the net. I guess it goes back to basics of tight hockey, eh? Yeah. So I mean, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. I mean, I hope hopefully these numbers go down, and hopefully come January, um, we can get we can get running with some some normal hockey again, and hopefully these restrictions get lifted. Uh, it, it's yeah. really been a hard time. I'm sure. I know it's been a hard time for everybody, but, but uh, I mean, hey, at least we got teams on ice, and uh, we can kind of lose ourselves, and uh, we're at least back in ice rinks in some way, somehow, right? So, uh, I mean, I know Sam will be will be looking out for you, but hey, bud, let's let's tell everybody where do we find Sam Hostek? Because I mean, like you said, you're OJHL Images photographer, photographer for the Bradford Bulls. You're helping them out on the ice, so you're a part time, I guess, co on ice coach or on ice development guy. Um, tell them where they find Sam Hosack. Where can they find all your images, all that good stuff, bud? Yeah, uh, absolutely. On uh, Twitter, you just have to look up uh, Sam Hosack Media, or uh, my main account is at H O S S E Y A eight. I put uh, some stuff out there, and then uh, if you go on to uh, Instagram, just Sam Hosick Photography, search that up and you'll find uh, a bunch of the images from uh, some of the stuff I've been doing with uh, Bradford so far and I'll be throwing up some uh, stuff from uh, OJ stuff that I do as well. Awesome, Sam. Well, everybody, you heard it. You know where to find the man. Find him, follow him. You're, gonna, you're not going to regret it. I know he does a lot of great work. Very invested, very very dedicated to his craft and to hockey, so you won't be disappointed. Sam, I guess when, when the season gets going, but I'm going to have to have you back on so we can talk some serious hockey and, and really get in-depth on some stuff. But in the meantime, sir, you stay safe. Enjoy your uh, extended birthday weekend, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon, bud. Absolutely. Thank you, Kyle. No problem. All right, everybody, that's the wrap. Sure, to keep your stick on the ice and have fun. Junior Hockey Talk fans, thank you for listening. Another great episode. So happy you joined us. I am the host, Kyle Outridge. Please make sure you reach out to us on our social media feeds. We are on Facebook at Junior Hockey Talk. We are on Twitter at JR Hockey Talk 1. Check out our blog, our website at www.juniorhockeytalk.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at JR Hockey Talk. And until next time, keep your sticks on the ice, folks, and have fun.